Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Astrid Kaufman and Louis D'Souza going to be joining us very soon. Today is Monday, November the 25th, 2019. It's 4 p.m. New York time and wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today. Your daily dose of happy and I'm seeing Louis uh, hook in and connect to us now, so hopefully he's going to be uh, able to talk to us shortly. But Astrid, how are you doing? I hope you've been having a good week and a good weekend and so forth over there in the UK. Great weekend. Um, can't remember what I did, but hey, <laughs> but it's not being the present, right? <laughs> well, well, it must be good then if you can't remember it, right? That's what they used to say when we were in school anyway, but <laughs> I'm not That's so sure true. it's really true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a great time, whatever I did. <laughs> Well, I think I went, I did some Christmas shopping on Saturday. Yeah, that's what we did. On Christmas a gloomy day, we went out Christmas shopping. Yes, believe it or not. But I wow. suppose you guys you guys are getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving there. So um, We are, yes. Yeah. We've been uh, preparing because we're having guests over this year. And uh, Louise has been uh, cleaning carpets and all kinds of stuff in order to get ready. So, yeah, we're, we're getting there. And, uh right. I also wanted to let people know, some people who have been around as uh, listeners of the podcast for quite some time will remember that about a year ago, I started a Facebook group that kind of got uh, going and then it just kind of stopped and I let it go, uh, called Pivot Pals. And the, the general idea behind Pivot Pals was to uh, provide an opportunity for people to, who were listeners to connect with each other to uh, you know basically help each other out. Uh, you know, give each other support and uh, help each other energetically and so forth. And uh, it didn't quite turn into what I really hoped for. I mean, there's a few people who made some connections there, but it didn't really go where I wanted it to go. So it, it just kind of died out and didn't really do anything for quite some time. And today I decided to resurrect it uh, because I've decided to kind of try a different approach with it. So I wanted to invite people who are on Facebook to go check it out, ask to become a member just by... Uh, doing a search for Pivot Pals, um, and the the basic it's now actually called Law of Attraction Pivot Pals, and the, the new approach is basically a sort of a combination of Abraham Hicks and, and Neville Goddard, if you will, in that uh, what we're going to do is we're going to be posting stuff uh, about what we're trying to attract into our lives, just create little vignettes about it, and and talk about it, and get other people to respond to it, and basically use it as a as kind of a tool for doing. I guess you might call it the daily affirmation on online approach, um, but basically doing it in a group setting. So if it's something you might be interested in uh, checking out, go over to Facebook, check out Pivot Pals, join the group, and uh, we'll be glad to include you there. So with that little bit of housekeeping out of the way, hello, Louie, you're hooked in. You're looking yeah, like you're ready so. to go. <laughs> How's it going at your end? Very good, thanks. It's a busy, busy day. <laughs> a busy day? Oh, well, yeah, busy day means you got good, good things going on, so that's good. So um, don't really have a topic in mind for today, although I do remember last time we kind of talked about the idea of doing a little bit of rampaging. Um, but other than that, I figure we can just kind of go open form. And if we have uh, anybody, as usual, we've got uh, Jeffrey uh, in our live stream. Uh, Hi, Jeffrey. I'm not sure who else is going to come in, but uh, um, I figure we, just, we can just kind of uh, go wherever the, the mood takes us. So um, let's see. What can we get? going with i would say well okay um one thing that uh i've been kind of working on a lot and this is more neville than abraham but it's abraham too is uh like i was talking about with this group 
that I've been setting up in, or that I set up and that I have been kind of resurrecting on Facebook. Just spending more time focusing on little vignettes, little um, little scenes that I imagine that are tied to they're, they're kind of like uh, what I associate with uh, manifesting X, whatever X might be. So, for instance. Um, we have been growing the listenership here on LOA today. Um, currently, I, did, I took a measure today. We're averaging about 450 listeners per episode, which is a huge increase over where we were even this past summer and about a little more than double where we were a year ago. And uh, so that's good, but I want to get us up. The next goal I have in mind is to get us up to 1,000 a, a listeners an episode. So I want to try to move that along quickly. So I created a little vignette uh, in my mind, and that vignette was basically either one of you guys or one of my other co-hosts, I haven't really decided who it was, congratulating me on the fact that we reached a 1,000 listeners and then imagining what that felt like and so forth. And so I guess I, I know this is not your typical way of, of doing stuff, Louis, but I'm wondering, do you ever do anything equivalent to a vignette when you're, when you're manifesting stuff? Do you ever try to imagine a particular little scene like that? Well, when, when I was younger and studying the gurus of the world, <clears throat> the gurus, <laughs> literally, um, they, they were saying, fake it until you make it. Mm -hmm. And part of me said, oh, you know, I don't want to fake anything. I want to be a real spiritual guy. <laughs> <laughs> Completely misunderstanding uh, what they were trying to point to. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it, it kind of really got to me when uh, I, I started the Law of Attraction. Like, wow, what they're trying to say is visualize what you want because – if you don't think about it, you can't manifest it. So did I create vignettes? Yes, many, many of them. Um, <clears throat> the simple ones which I like using at the moment is, if not that, something better. To me, that one is always great. Um, yeah. That's, like, like a, that, 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 that's what I would call more of an affirmation. I mean, a vignette for me is like a little scene where you're a part of the scene and there's something happening in the scene. Well, when I say, if not that, something better, I'm going to give you a scene that I created on Sun Saturday. Oh, so okay. I, I was at a, a school play, a school fair, which have a bit of a play my daughter was in. And, and I was feeling very good and my little daughter was there and – my daughter's best friend's mom was there and Eloise, my four-year-old, um, another mom and me, we were throwing this little squidgy ball we bought for our four-year-old at each other. We were laughing. We were having so much fun. We were hitting old ladies and it was just an absolute, <laughs> absolute hose, you know. Um, you know, this ball couldn't hurt a fly if it tried. But, you know, we, we just um, – it's one of those squidgy, fluffy things that – it's around here somewhere. These balls, <laughs> Nerf balls, I believe. Nerf balls. So, Nerf balls. Um, we were in such a good place, and then the um, tickets for the uh, what do you call it? The raffle was coming up, and uh, I thought, yeah, I'm just too lazy to go get some. I'm in such a good mood. I'm sure I'd win. Um, <laughs> and I was saying to myself, if not that, something better, you know. So. I just I just sat there and my friend's mom went off. She was also in a good mood. We were all playing together, the three of us. We were on a high, and I said, if she's going to get tickets, I'm sure she's going to win, absolutely no doubt. So um, the raffles get called up, and she gets called up twice and gets two prizes. <laughs> 
So I thought, this is cool. This is cool. You know, so well done. I mean, I knew you were going to get them because you were in such a happy place. Right. And, then, and then she looks at one of them and says, oh, you love Woodcoat Nursery. And here, here's some, a high tea for, for two. Here's, you, you have this for your wife and you. And I was like, <laughs> ah, if not, that's something better. So, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with this little visualization going on, you know, if I'm too lazy to go get the tickets, let the tickets come to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just the tickets, let the prize come to you. Just kind exactly. of showed up in your lap. Skip up the, <laughs> skip, skip the ticket part. Yeah. So, you know, I, I learned to use visualization more than affirmations. Um, I read one guru saying that, you know, visualizations are far more powerful than affirmations. I think that's true. And uh, I've taken that to heart from whenever I read that. It just seemed to make sense to me. Um, so I've always visualized, you know, things just getting better and better for me. I can't say I did terribly well today. It's been <laughs> a bit money. <laughs> to put it mildly, um, there's so many things that have gone on today that weren't perfect. But they still flowed. They flowed a lot better than they would normally have done under those circumstances. I usually would have got more fried or angry or frustrated or thrown around or out of the vortex. But I, I kind of got thrown out and got back in quickly. I got thrown out and got back in quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and I made the podcast. I was like, wow. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I actually got a meal in, although I had to drive away and come back again and leave the family there. And, uh, it was quite a, such a mess, but um, on the whole, everything just worked out, you know. I, th I thought I couldn't do something, but I could, and when I could do it, then I could go back to the meal, and, you know, just things just worked out. As I say, not perfectly, but perfectly. I don't know if you see what I'm getting at. Life is never perfect, but it's how you react to each individual circumstance that can make it perfect. But maybe another way of saying it is not necessarily exactly the way you had originally envisioned it, but the way it worked out was just great the way it worked yeah. out because yeah. of the way yeah. you yeah. decided yeah. to look at it. Yeah. Which which is actually part of the skill, I think. Of It is because life's always going to throw you curveballs. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just happens. You know, not that it's not possible to manifest exactly what you had in mind. There are plenty of people, plenty of times who do exactly that. But, you know, sometimes we're a little off our game. And so, you know, you, you basically uh, throw what you think is a fastball. You're actually through a curveball. And then you wonder why it ended up in the left field seats. I mean, it just, hmm. whoa, wait, what happened here? <laughs> well, I guess I must have done that. Okay. <laughs> but, but you find that when you've built up your vibration to, to more often expect something to go well, to go right, to sort itself out, then it happens more often. It's mm -hmm. really as simple as that. That's true. And so Astrid, Astrid, are you a, um, a visualizer? I mean, do you do vignettes like we've been talking about? I do. And uh, the interesting thing is that when, when I have very focused <clears throat> intention, I'm very good at winning raffles. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, and I know exactly when... I don't feel that focused intention. So mm -hmm. if there's something I want in that raffle, I, I want that, and then I get it. It's, it's just, it, it comes with a feeling. It comes with a, a sort of 
an unadulterated feeling of that's what I want. And then my number comes up and I don't have to do anything other than just knowing that I want it. And when I don't have that feeling, then I know I'm not going to win. So I don't even try, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, but, but actually visualizing something beforehand. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love visualizing and, uh, um, and, you know, it psychologically, uh, if, for instance, uh, visualizing that you're by the sea uh, is is relaxing to you, then um, then you can be by the sea or you can just visualize that you're by the sea. But psychologically, your brain is going to think the same thing, that you are mm-hmm. by the sea. Mm-hmm. So there is something in that, you know. So even just visualizing something, your brain won't know the difference. And I was told very early on, but I really, really, really experienced it later on in life when I when I really started practicing that. Yeah, sure. Uh, by the way, we're getting a few flickers in your voice. You might try closing some apps in case there are some apps in the way on your computer there. Oh, okay. Um, but but I love that. Uh, I love how you describe that. In fact, uh, you're, both of you talking about raffles reminds me of a time long before I knew anything about law of attraction or affirmations or anything like this. Back when I was in high school, I won a raffle. And as I thought back to it, I've told this story before, but as I thought back to it, I was really adopting the perfect um, vibrational stance by accident. I had no idea that I was doing it and I won the raffle. Um, And the way it worked was this. I was in high school. I was in the school library doing some homework and working on a research project of some kind. I can't remember what. And as I'm working there, uh, a friend who, I, I mean, I kind of knew him. I didn't know him real well, but I kind of knew him, came up to me and said they had they were selling raffle tickets for, God, I, I don't even remember what it was, but they were selling raffle tickets. And would I like to buy one? And I said, I, I just need you to leave me alone. I need to, to work on this project. I got to get it done. I only have a couple of days left before the deadline. I really need to get this done. And um, Mike was very persistent. He was he was insistent. And, and, well, it's only 25 cents for a raffle ticket. And I finally turned to him. I said, Mike, if I buy a raffle ticket, will you leave me alone? And he said, sure. I said, okay, here's a quarter. Give me a ticket. And I took the ticket, a second in my pocket. And I go, oh, thank God. Okay, let's work on the project now. Let's work on the homework. And I got really excited about, I'm going to get this done now because there's going to be no more interruptions, which was exactly the right vibration. And I didn't realize it. <laughs> So what I uh, about I don't know it was about two or three weeks later um, I'm sitting in homeroom and over the loudspeaker system the principal gets on and says well Walt Thiessen come to the office he's won the raffle for the clock radio I said what raffle <laughs> I had forgotten that I was even in the raffle in the first place so you know talk about not having any resistance I had none because I had no expectations and and just you know not having to even deal with the raffle ticket anymore I felt so much better. I was in the best possible place I could be in, but I knew nothing about how any of this stuff worked. It just, I just was there. I was just in the right alignment. So never know. Mm, Brilliant. Brilliant. It's a good example of, of non-resistance or low resistance. Yeah. And, um, I was, I was phoning a financial company in South Africa the other day and I couldn't get through the telephone connection broke. Um, I couldn't, the, the person who I wanted wasn't there. Um, they weren't getting back to me. And uh, I remember phoning my brother, Anthony, and I said, um, I give up. You know, I've tried. Mm-hmm. And as I said that, I said, 
good. Now that I've given up, I'm sure I'm going to get through. So I went straight, right. straight on the call again, and I said, I phoned him, and I got straight through the lady. I said, jeez, I've got to give up more often. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a very powerful strategy to give up. Yeah. It truly is. Yeah. The, the reason why I felt it so strongly that it was right was when I said to my brother, I give up, I felt I meant it. You know, yes. I really knew I meant I'd given up. Mm. I know for me, it's whenever I express something like that and I feel myself going, <sighs> then I know yeah. that's the time mm. right there. Do something big. Put out a big manifestation because I just released a whole <laughs> bunch of resistance. <laughs> so, yeah. And raffles, of course, are only one way to manifest things, but they, they make for fun stories. So. Any other uh, fun stories about uh, how you uh, imagined uh, seeing a little vignette and produced something interesting out of it? Hmm. I'd have to give that a, a few seconds thought. Astra? Um, yes, I have to think about that. Okay. So, I mean, yes. I mean, the, the thing about these are they, they don't have to be major manifestations. They can be just little things because those are the things that happen all the time anyway. It's, it kind of ties into a concept that Alex King and I talked about, oh, roughly a month ago, how so often we miss manifestations. We just ignore them because they're small, so many of them. You know, they're, they're small everyday stuff, and, and unless you actually pay, take the time to pay attention and connect it to, oh, that actually connects to what I was focusing on, yesterday morning or that connects to what I was focusing on 10 minutes ago and unless you do that you miss it you don't realize you manifested all this stuff so I mean it's not surprising that we can't just grab one you know from our memories right now because we're, we're always looking for that really cool one but we manifest stuff all the time um, stuff that we visualize and we just don't even think about it and that's uh, you know what you said is very true that word ignore you know, when yeah. you ignore your feelings, your gut feeling, something is something is happening there. And I remember when I lived in London and I had no idea about the law of attraction at all. Mm. Uh, I went with some friends to um, to a club in the middle of London, very posh part of London, King's Road. And um, we had a great time. But at a certain point, it was about a quarter to three in the morning. I got a great sense of needing to get out of that place. Mm. And I gathered my friends, and by 5 to 3, I remember this very clearly, by 5 to 3 in the morning, we were out of there. The next day on the television, there was, there was a, a news item saying that there had be, been a stabbing mm. at this club wow. at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, oh my goodness so you know is that is that part of uh is that part of being in touch with um with what's i mean that's part of being in touch of what's going on mm -hmm. uh you know you some people are more sensitive to that i i mean i i was just i was just going being a you know 20 something year old i wasn't I wasn't into anything spiritual or anything like that, but there was something that gave me a message and I listened to it because it yes. was really strong. And that was the beginning of me listening to these 
messages and and sort of becoming aware of 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 feelings and what they mean are yes. they my feeling are they not my feeling you know a lot of our thoughts are not even our own thoughts you know they are they are thoughts that have been given to us by our parents and our teachers and mm-hmm. our mentors <clears throat> uh, who we consider mentors uh, so um it's learning it's learning about how you know what is our feeling and and separating all of this stuff that we think is ours but is not uh and make it work for us Astrid I would I know something's coming here Especially <laughs> <laughs> whenever I'm, there's I'm the trying pause to find right the most <laughs> diplomatic way of saying this <laughs> Yes I know Louis that's Do why you... that's why I put it in there cuz I knew you'd have something to say about that keep the conversation going <laughs> Go on hit me with it so when you say people have given us, um, you know, these teachers, the parents, etc., uh, have have given us these ideas, and they're not ours. The truth of that is, when you believe that kind of concept that somebody can do something to you without your permission, although you didn't specifically mean say not your permission. Um, I find it's very, very useful to understand that it was with your permission, 100%. You allowed that idea to come on board because you've got the power to unallow it as well. You've sure, got power, she accepted it. You, you've got a power Absolutely. to change that as well. Absolutely. So, but yeah. I didn't know, and, and most of us don't know. You don't know. I wasn't yeah. aware. Now that, I well, am. Th- that okay, ties into let's, what I was talking about before. Well, no, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Before you go there, that, that, that actually ties into what I was talking about. We, as humans, it's not just that we don't notice manifestations. We don't notice our own thought process so often. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And a lot of Very this true. is about learning how to, not just learning how, but learning to notice, learning yes. to pay attention, learning to yes. recognize, oh, my God, I did that. Oh, my God, I said that. Oh, my God, I accepted that. Oh my God, I adopted that. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God, oh my God. That's, no video from Walt. <laughs> yeah, and the video, well, nothing new there. It goes away every 10 minutes. But, uh. The video's gone. <laughs> no, but that's so true, Walt. I mean, uh, it is about separating. Well, it's, it's, it's about becoming clear about what it, you know, because so many people have this chatterbox going on in their, in their brains. It's like right. this, this, yeah. this uh, battle between this part of me and that part of me and, you know, and whose voice is it? Is it mine? Is it my mother's? And I'm not saying, uh, I'm not saying that I, I didn't accept it because I did because I didn't know any better, Louis. But when you become aware of that, then... There's the word, aware. Aware. Okay. Mm. You become aware of what's happening and you become aware of what that thought is. Is it, is it a thought that resonates with me no it's not a thought that resonates with me so therefore out it goes you know that, that's deliberate 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 conscious creation <laughs> absolutely <Yeah. laughs> yes but when you don't know you have you have you haven't got the power to to actually uh to actually send it on its way it will have power over you won't it but it's power that you've given I'm not saying it's not power that you've given. Hmm. I'm not saying it's not power that you've given. But when you have that awareness, then you have the power. Then you have the power 
to to create your reality. Yeah, it's kind of like when it, that you talk about the Nerf ball or the, the softball that you guys were tossing around. If you're sitting there and somebody just tosses you a ball and you weren't really expecting it, you just kind of grab it. Well, you didn't have to grab it. You mm-hmm. just kind of did, you know. You say, "Oh, well, there it is. I'll, you know, I, I'll, I'll just catch it." You didn't give any <laughs> thought to it. You just kind of grabbed it. You're like, "Oh, you know." But when you become more aware, you can say, "Well, geez, I really don't want to catch it, so I'm just going to let it fall to the ground." So, so let's break that concept down to vibrational. So, I caught a ball, but I wasn't thinking about it. Now we know that thoughts create our reality. So, previous programming and thoughts allowed you to catch that ball yes no sure okay so it still boils down to thoughts Mm -hmm. and it is programs that you programmed into yourself yeah so as much as it wasn't an instant conscious thought at that moment in time it was based on a previous programming of your own thoughts right exactly which is where you take your own responsibility from sure yeah yeah that that's why we want to learn about how we've programmed ourselves and the programming we've picked up from others because we do pick it up. Um, it's not that uh, it's imposed upon us. I'll agree with that you know, for sure. I know that Ashley agrees with that too. But we pick it up, and we pick it up often unconsciously or semi-consciously. Very rarely do we say, you know, I'm going to adopt this very dysfunctional behavior because I know that my mom would really like me to do that. It's not the way our thought process normally works. <laughs> it's normally like, okay, mom, yeah, I'll do it your way. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of people would disagree that uh, that programming and thoughts uh, being programmed is not imposed. I think a lot of people would say that, you know, oh, sure, it's a popular thoughts, Well, yes. Yes, I'm just saying that it's um, it's something that people would would not agree with uh, until they realize that you know you you can change that um, because if you're so, not aware of the of, of what's happening then then you just accept it you accept it because that's what you see that's what that's what you are getting that's what is um, I grew up in South America, and the only national anthem that I know is the Chilean national anthem. Now, come on, I've lived in many places, but it was so, I lived there until I was nine, and the only national anthem that I know is that one because it was inculcated into me. <laughs> I mean, it's a lovely national anthem. Sure, but, nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that, but, but. Do you see what I mean? It, you know, Absolutely. repetition, and it's just—it's just—it just becomes part of the programming. So well, that's what repetition does too. By the way, the the, the main point yes. of repetition is not to keep thinking about the same thought in in a conscious way all the time. It's to repetitively beat it into your subconscious mind, so your subconscious mind takes over. And people who want us to repeat stuff are people who really don't want us to think for ourselves. They want to do the thinking for us, and they want to tell us, okay, this is what I want you to always be bringing up every single time that you get stimulus X. It was it was fascinating. I heard a Catholic priest say to me once that if they managed to get a child from birth to the age of seven, that child would never leave the Catholic Church. <laughs> And I sort of like the Hotel that. California. <laughs> <laughs> and that song's pretty inculcated as well. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which is an interesting concept because as soon as the child becomes aware, even after seven, they'll start having the choice of removing that. 
old. Mm. Absolutely. And the likelihood may be high, but you can never completely contain a soul that wants to go a certain way, never. Which is great. Thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, we're, we're never going Thanks to be, uh, for that. That's right. We're, we're <laughs> never going to be uh, permanent prisoners of it, which is a great thing. We, we can take back the power anytime we want to. And uh, that's what I love about the show and anybody that's talking about awareness and law of attraction and matters of this ilk where they're giving the power back to the individual so mm. that the individual knows that they can make their own choices, they can make their own ideas, they can go their own way, they can believe their own stuff. And uh, the freedom that gives people is, is amazing. And there's some core things that really help you understand that. And one of them is that you create your own reality. Mm -hmm. That's very, very powerful. The other one is understanding the law of attraction. Yep. And, uh, you know, once people get those understandings and, and the emotions are your guidance, once you get those three pinnacles, you can really um, carve your own life out. Yes. And the, the other one, the other one that I really, really am starting to get is that everyone creates their own expansion so from their own desire so for instance if um if i see someone who's doing really well uh previously in a previous life or even not so long ago i would have thought well that's that's competition or something like that you know that's that's uh, but now i understand that their reality is being created by their own desire, their own expansion, and that that has nothing to do with my desire and my expansion. It's, it's because our universe, our reality expands individually according to our own desire. And, um, you know, when, when Abraham says in one of the meditations, when when you see someone who's successful and your heart will sing you know when you see someone who's successful then your own then your own reality will change or something to that something to that effect uh, and that's something that i've started to really get in the last in the last uh, few few weeks good for um, you yeah. so, so that's brilliant astrid i fully agree with that and uh, I'm a very confident individual and my confidence sometimes come up, comes across arrogant and egotistical and I get these other words thrown at me. <laughs> and in the, in, in the old days, I would have been knocked down by that. Mm. Now I say to them, oh, I look at that as confident or, um, you know, focused or clear. And they say, oh, you know, and then they start realizing that every subject's two subjects or maybe even have to explain that to the individual. <laughs> and the way you're coming at me, your glass is half empty. It's not yeah. half full. Yeah. Because if you were looking at the positive side of what I'm putting out, you wouldn't be saying those things. You'd be looking at another angle. And that's what I start seeing with almost everybody now. Mm -hmm. I almost see... 
you know, even when they dig in or they're negative or whatever, I still see the positive in them. I still see that they're going through what they don't want to get to what they do want. And it's a process we all go through. Why do you want to bitch about it with this individual now? It just doesn't help them, you, or anybody. So, you, you know, you just start seeing that everybody is source, everybody's pure positive energy to the core, and that everybody's going to be taking their energy from there and then expressing it in different ways. And, and so the, the, the source energy is massive, and then you've got the little pipe where you are happy and you allow a lot through, and when you're unhappy, you're closing it off. When you're mm. happy, you're opening you're it up. You're pinching yourself off. Off. Yes. And uh, it was quite interesting. Um, I had this discussion that... Um, um, to, with with a healer, and they they were talking about they were talking about the root cause quite often. So I, I smiled and I looked at the the lady and I said, "Well, is there one root cause for everything?" <laughs> Leading question. <laughs> and she said, her, her answer to that was, "That's a very deep question." <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is an interesting question, actually. And um, I, I let the conversation go around the room a bit, and I never ever got my chance to say what I thought. <laughs> no, I don't believe that, Louis. Not for one second. <laughs> if I serious? tell if I tell you the people involved, you will know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, what so, would have been your thoughts on that? So my answer is the root cause to all your ailments, to all the problems in the world, to everything negative is yourself. Do you create your own reality or don't you? Mm. Yes. That's a bit of a challenge, but yes, sure. Yes. By the way, so, I, I had an experience with somebody uh, just yesterday um, who... Was, this is a person who definitely is not uh, aware on, a, on any kind of deep level of any of the stuff that we talk about here. And talk about uh, expansion. Well, Abraham describes how expansion starts with dipping your toe and then maybe even diving in under your, you know, above your head into stuff that you really don't like so you can discover what you don't like and make the U-turn to discover what you do like. But a lot of people like to stay on the don't like side. And this guy was a person who really stays on the don't like side. And I, he, he, he tried to pin me down on something. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. And I just, I kind of gave what I would call sort of a, a, a vague LOA answer without using any LOA terms. Just, you know, generally, I, I just don't think about that way. I, I prefer to think this way because I'm able to get more of what I want that way. And his response was, oh, you're talking about that new age manifesting stuff. That stuff doesn't work. And my first reaction, Years ago, my reaction would have been defensive about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This time, my reaction was like, okay, am I allowed to laugh now? <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> You're a perfect example of a manifestation. <laughs> but you talked about how you, you can see in everybody the fact that there's source energy. And, and this is a guy, I mean, I could at that moment just see, first of all, I could see his energy in that way. And I could see how much he was like holding everything in. You, you, it was almost like you could hold, you, you could see him wrapping his arms around himself. That's not what he was actually doing, but you could almost see him wrapping his arms around himself, trying to contain all of this energy that's in there that was burst, trying to, to burst its way out there. 
It was really so interesting. So the question I, is, the question is, you guys, why is there so much of that? Why do we do that? Why do we always want to get stuck in what we don't want? Why do we always get stuck in the negative? Why is that? Why is it like that? Why not always feel good? Why do we want to always feel bad? So is it because there's a, a perspective to that so that we can yep. know con? Well, so that we can know contrast, but why do we need to get stuck in it like that? Because by, by default, we want to feel good and we do things so that we can feel better. So well, perspective that, and question. awareness. Perspective and awareness. So the individual looks at negativity like most of humanity does. They haven't yes, been taught. About- they haven't been taught. They haven't had the awareness that it's an expansion point. It's not negative. But why, by default, do we all seem to do we all seem to be stuck in the negative until we relearn that we can create our reality in the positive by knowing what we want, by being happy, by feeling good? Um, that's what I'm talking about. Why, over eons, has it developed that it seems by default every you know 99% of the population is stuck is, is stuck in this negativity? Why is it that way round? Why is it not the other way round? I, I blame Abram Hicks for not coming earlier. You know? <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Abraham did come, but no one would listen. Listen, because, that's right. Because Abraham has been coming for a very long, long time. time. That's right. I mean, Jesus is Abraham, you know, all of these prophets and all of, I mean, okay, I've answered my question. <laughs> well done. Good one, Lee. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I have uh, kind of come to the realization that people who fit that criteria you're describing there, Astrid, people who just seem to spend all their time focusing on stuff that they don't want, I think on some level they like it. Well, yeah. They're enjoying the drama. So. Yeah. I think they're actually enjoying it a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Maybe life so, would be too boring otherwise. If we always felt good, it would be too boring. I mean, they'll go out of their way to defend it. You, you, you challenge it in even the slightest way. And, oh, no, no, this is definitely the way to be. This is the only way to live. And you say, wow, okay, well, have at it. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> but it's, it's a reminder. It's a reminder that everybody values things differently, um, which is a lesson that I, I was able to learn through non-LOA terminology years ago. But LOA has really helped me to... Um, to crystallize it, to focus it to a level of clarity that I never had before. Because literally, everybody values things differently. As much as we like to say we have similar values, and often we do, it's amazing how often we don't. Mm. It's amazing how often people value things differently, dramatically differently. I, I, I always remember that all the individuals that went traveling a lot were so much more interesting for me to speak to as a kid. Um, they had such different perspectives and all the rest of it. When I traveled a lot and you live in countries where people believe something so completely different to where you were brought up, mm-hmm. you start appreciating that the a lot of the rules and ideas and concepts that you're brought up with are just BS. They're not huh? necessary. They, they're not required. They're there just because somebody said them often enough and you took them mm-hmm. on board. You took the active yep. vibration, put them inside yourself, and you started living it. So you start shirking a lot of those off, and that's why I think I always liked the guys who traveled a lot because they didn't have so much of that. Well, yeah, if you're traveling a lot, 
and you're doing it without pissing off the locals all the time, you kind of have to develop a tolerance for all these different ideas that you don't like. You have like. to. So, because to, to piss off an crazy. entire country is a bit yeah. difficult. <laughs> it's like, well, no, it's not difficult. It ends up in a firing squad, but yes. <laughs> what, what I meant is getting your point, of cro- your point of view across so that a lot of them take it on board. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's much more difficult, no doubt yeah. about it. But it's an interesting point you're raising, Astrid, because we end up uh, getting confused at times about how all this could be happening and all this craziness can go on. You see people get into the hot seat in an Abraham Hicks workshop every once mm-hmm. in a while and then just going off on, you know, okay, I've been doing this, I've been applying this and all that, but the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And then they just go into their little rant about their particular view about how the world is going to hell in a handbasket. And I sit there and marvel. I say, wow, so much passion. They must really love that. <laughs> <laughs> so much passion. Indeed. <laughs> And I love Abraham's answers to those too, because the answers are always great derailers. <laughs> yeah, I remember one of the best stories, Abraham. Uh, one guy came up; he was trying to be a little bit cocky, I think, and he said, "Abraham, why does my dog like putting his head out the window where he can have <laughs> get stung and you know can get hit by something and all the rest?" And so Abraham said, "That's one of the." best questions anybody's ever asked us. <laughs> and everybody was a bit shocked at this answer, even I was, I must admit. <laughs> and I was like, and then they said, well, you know, the dogs weighed up the two pros and cons, putting their head out the window, having the fresh air blow in his face and the ears flop, and versus maybe a bee coming along or something else. <laughs> and it knows which, where, which direction it wants to go. And, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's how we really need to look at life, you know. Weigh the two pros and cons up and go over the one that feels better. And that's yeah, it. not overthink it. Yeah, yeah, don't overthink it, no. Path of least resistance lands up to the path of most allowing. Just go, go, go. Overthinking, too, is also usually about trying to find a way to make yourself bend into something you really don't want to be to make a choice that somebody else wants you to make. And oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's mm-hmm. pretty miserable. I, I know that from experience. I have a lot of experience with that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So you, you kind of want to get away from that after a while. That's it. Well, but then again, I have to say, on some level, I think I wanted that because it led me to learn about the law of attraction. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it goes back to my my story in the sauna about the guy who... Um, I've said this recently as well, but it's just such a great story. I enjoy saying it again. <laughs> I tell stories all the time over and over again. <laughs> just do it. You know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this, this guy was really enjoying what I was saying and all the rest of it. And, you know, I saw him in the sauna now and again. And uh, he, there, there was one, in, one lesson where I was talking about there is no such thing as good and bad or evil, all the rest of it. So, he comes back the next time and he says, Louis, you know, I like a lot what you're saying, but there's definitely evil in the world. Okay. And um, I said to him, yeah. So I, I know you've been an alcoholic in your past and you've had a lot of problems. So, you know, have you done evil or bad to others and have others done evil or bad to you? And he said, you have no idea mm. of how it's been. It's been absolutely horrendous. So I said to him, now, 
are those terrible things that have happened in your life, have they not carved you into the beautiful, clear-eyed teaching Christianity classes, um, et cetera, uh, that I see before me today? And, you know, begrudgingly he said, well, yes. And then, then you know, you really get to understand what negativity is, what evil is, what what you don't want is. It's just an expansion point for you. It's nothing more. And uh, it, it, it takes people a while to, to integrate that into themselves and really get that, oh, shit, that's happened. Oh, um, all right, I know I don't want them to do that, so wouldn't it be nice if they did that? And... It's it's a process that um, is I repeat again and again to many many different people, just uh, or even the same people, because it's something that probably I need to learn more and more and more of. You know, it's just a concept that I'm tweaking, that I'm seeing more often in my life, that I'm catching more often in my life, and it really makes you. It's really a very 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 good transformational concept. Well, we teach what we have to learn. So yeah. That's we true. teach best what we most need to learn. Richard Bach. Illusions, oh, Illusions yeah. page. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. It, it must have got filed. It must have got filed in my brain because I read it ages ago. Nice yeah, one. It's a wonderful quote, too. I love that one. Mm. Well, well, I don't know if you knew, Astrid, that uh, Louis and I actually did uh, like a – I think it was a 10 part series on mm. the entire book illusions. We did it like chapter by chapter, read the whole book. And Fantastic. About it. Yeah. And uh, far easier than any other book. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was ironic. In one sense, it it's was just so easy. <laughs> well, well it, that's just it. It was, it was so crystal clear what he was saying that there wasn't a whole lot of discussion. No, no, we nice, couldn't say too much. <laughs> that's the nice thing about Neville Goddard. Neville Goddard can be pretty confusing. So there's a lot for Cindy and I to talk about. You know, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much clarity <laughs> can confuse. <laughs> no. Well, no, no, that's not a correct statement. No, but there's there's another piece that kind of ties in, in in a sense with what you're saying there, and and I've noticed this a lot, and this kind of ties into also what we were talking about uh, expansion points and about how we do as a, a human race tend to focus a lot on what people think of as negative. Very often, focusing on what feels good and what's positive, we get there so quickly that, oh, well, I guess it's over. And mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go with it. Okay, I got there. You know, where's my prize? <laughs> there's nothing else to talk about. Whereas with something that's negative, oh, God, we could talk about the drama for weeks at a time. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's so much fun. You know, it becomes such a soap. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> soap opera, you know. Yeah. I mean, that that stuff that drama gives us is, is like an endless... Source, talk about source. It's an endless source of interest. So I guess it's one more reason to say we shouldn't be really surprised by the fact that people will defend to the death their right to be miserable. <laughs> as funny as that sounds to say, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's also the reason why why soaps and uh, and you know films, drama films are so popular. Oh yeah. I mean. Well, they play with contrast. That's really it. Well, they play with contrast, and then there's usually a happy ending, um, which I don't know. Have you watched EastEnders? No, not anymore. (laughs) No, I do not. 
I'd rather hang myself than watch that person. Yes, know? I totally agree. I totally agree. I used to watch it. It's so and, depressing. Uh, it's you know, so I started depressing. off. Yeah. I started off with Dallas when I was young, and it's yeah, just so I watched that. big cars and big people and big ideas and big things. And you come to East Enders, and you really would rather just kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it actually is. Small ideas, small people, small things, small everything. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, popular. I was like, oh, what does oh, it yeah. say about? It's been going for about 50 years or something, <laughs> 40 years. I don't know. So there is something in that. Um, yeah, there is, and mm. that is—it's uh, a reflection of the, the the awareness level of society. Well, it's also a reflection of how wealthy a company like Procter and Gamble is, because they started the whole soap opera thing by selling their soaps on television mm. with these opposite these programs, and that was started right. in the nineteen sixties. And they're still I wonder if they called them soaps because you need to soap yourself off after you watch them. <laughs> <laughs> You have to clean yourself off, yes. It was, it was all about selling Oxidol. Oxidol, that was the, the big product that they sold early on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Who killed Larry Hagman? I remember That's that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we were all on tenterhooks. We were. I mean, I was a kid, and it was like, oh, my I God, know. The, biggest, the biggest news since uh, they put a man on the moon. <laughs> I was wondering where the second half of the sentence was. The first half of the sentence was, who killed J.R. Ewing? I thought the second half would be so we could shake his hand, but that never actually came out. I never understood that. <laughs> well, he never died, did he? So he could have. No, he never did. <laughs> no, he never did so. Yeah, but, that was a big, that was a big program. That was huge. It was uh, huge. And, and, and the youth today do not understand that. It's just, there's no way they can understand that. Mm. Well, by comparison to something as huge as, you know, like some of the major social media apps today, it, by comparison to that, it's tiny. But for its mm. day, it was, mm -hmm. it, was, it was large. It was really, really large because it, it was what, what we experience today with social media is constantly being pounded with a thousand soaps, whereas there was one. You know, so it's a different experience when you only have one big one that everybody's talking about. I'm watching my 11-year-old daughter's WhatsApp group where she gets a thousand messages every morning, and that's a soap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's a soap. <laughs> and you're actually a bit part of it. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's a self-creating kind. Hmm. <laughs> That's very interesting. interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hey, before we go uh, um, too far and I don't have enough time, I want to make sure I get the promos in. So just a reminder, like I said toward the beginning of the show, the goal right now, the, the next milestone that we're aiming for is a 1,000 listeners per episode, and we're almost halfway there. So that's my kind of backhand way of saying if you're not yet a subscriber, we really would love it if you could become one because you'll just help us build up that number. But also you'll get something much more important than that. You'll actually get something nice to listen to, something that feels good, something that actually ties into the best of you rather than appealing to your lowest desires, which is going to be a little bit different from what you're used to. I mean, if you're used to listening to soap operas, you're going to say, what is this stuff? I've never heard this before. <laughs> but it's all worth it. It's all good. And it's a great way to help refocus your mind on what it is that you want, which is what we've been talking about all hour, rather than what you don't want. So just become a subscriber by going to LOAToday.net. The instructions on how to do it are right at the top of the page. And uh, check us out also on YouTube because as we are recording these 
uh, these podcast episodes, we live stream to YouTube, and uh, you can actually check us out and see what we look like in addition to hearing our voices. Um, so subscribe either way, and uh, you know, but do subscribe. Um, we're very fortunate that we have so many people who have subscribed, and and our listeners are very very loyal. Something like eighty five percent of our listeners of every episode are subscribers. I've been able to calculate that out, and uh, so that's just very reassuring. But for the other fifteen percent, we want you to join too. So become a subscriber, join in the fun, and hey, also take the time if you if it. Uh, you know the spirit so moves you to uh, send us a note. You know, send us an email. Use the contact form on the website. Contact us by Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever your social media tool of choice might be. Uh, because we love uh, hearing from our listeners, and we'll even if you're if you're willing, we'll share your message uh, with other listeners about you know, what you said to us and how we responded and so forth. But it's so much fun when we get that kind of interaction. Sometimes it actually gives us a chance to talk about it, too, on the show, doesn't it, Louie? I mean, occasionally we get absolutely, um, yeah. you know, something like that. Or Astrid, like when uh, we had that question about Jin Jutsu, you know, it gave you a chance to kind of go off on that for a bit. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Love doing that. <laughs> Lots of fun. Yeah. So subscribe and share and tell everybody about it so we can keep spreading the word. And thank you very much for being subscribers. And thank you guys for uh, continuing to share your insights. I, I, I need to ask you, though, do you guys have – I know you don't have Thanksgiving there, so you don't have the um, the same kind of um, buildup we have going on here in the United States uh, leading up to Thursday. But do you have anything going on this week that's uh, of interest that you're looking forward to? Um, well, no, I have uh, I have a very busy week, and uh, I'm seeing lots of clients. So, um, So that's basically – my normal week, really. <laughs> but well, I wish everyone in the States a very happy Thanksgiving. So um, I have lots of friends you. in the States, and I hope you all have a blessed Thanksgiving. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everybody over there. And uh, uh, you asked me if there was something that I'm excited about that's going to happen this week. Well, mm -hmm. I bought a PC, and I'm waiting for it to arrive. Oh. You know, uh, a lot of components and stuff. So I'm going right. to, as you, as you know, putting these things together can be quite exciting for some of us. <laughs> some of us are a little bit masochistic <laughs> in that way. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm just oh, dying to get my hands on these new new kit. Mm. Is it an apple? <laughs> No, I eat those. <laughs> Good answer, Louis. <laughs> it's funny you should mention computing, too, because um, I, I've done a fair amount of medium-level uh, programming in the past, and I kind of had left it behind. Um, and very recently, I decided I was going to try to take it up again to write some code for uh, a software package for the gardening services business that uh, my wife started and that we run together. And uh, I, so I've had to learn a, a couple of new platforms, uh, a platform meaning a kind of programming language um, that is appropriate for the project that I'm doing. And so I, I was for the longest time kind of putting it off like, oh, God, I really don't want to have to learn another language. There's <laughs> so much work involved in that. But I've gotten to the point now I've, I've, I've been uh, diving into it for the last couple of weeks and it's actually kind of building up the juices a bit. I'm getting excited. So mm. I'm hoping that I can, I can really make some good progress uh, the next couple of days before Thanksgiving because much to my amazement, I'm enjoying this. Well, make hay while the sun shines because, you you know, that's the time. That's the time. It's the same with my, my website of, of starting to train LOA. I'm really starting to get excited about it now. And I've had, a, had to have a whole lot of 
thoughts sort themselves out of my mind <laughs> mm. before you can kind of get to that place. Mm, now we can start writing it. So, yeah, we're looking for people to trial it. If somebody's interested, they can send me an email, louisdesouza at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, we're, we're only going to have eight people on the trial. There's going to be two of us running it, and uh, uh, and I'm looking forward to it, so looking forward to it. What, what kind of trial? What are we'll, we talking we'll, about? We're, we're, we've got three different um, levels that we're going to be training LOA at. We're going to start with the beginning, intermediate, advanced. Um, and um, there is a website which I don't really, you know, it's not complete yet, but we've got a lot of the information all out there already. Um, and we've got all the different bits and pieces. I can go into it in greater detail when we've got a little more time. I know we're already over time. Um, you know, well, we, gotta, we start a couple minutes late, so we have a couple minutes left. So if you want to take a minute, talk, you know, talk about it. Yeah. So, um, what, what we're going to do is have every, uh, week, um, we, we're going to have a video conference call. And we're going to start right from the beginning and explain all the steps for the basics. And then we're going to move them on to the intermediate. And it's just a trial, so it's going to be free. We're only going to have eight people on, uh, max six to eight. And we've already got two. So, um, uh, and this is the first time I'm mentioning it to anybody in the podcast. You, you know, you're more than welcome. If we'll, you know, if there's more than, um, more than we need, then we're just going to put you on a waiting list. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we do any other trials or anything, we'll let you know. But uh, we're really excited about it. We, we, the website's coming on beautifully, really a um, lot of information, a lot of clarity. It's very simple. We've tried to really dumb down um, to, to make it simple and clear because, you know, I can get all over the place. And I've got somebody who's really keeping me in tow there. So, um, you know, I love Yvonne, and she's just great. I just get along so well with her. Um, you had her on the show once, Walt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That she's got a great story as well. So, you know, um, yeah, so we're putting that together and we're looking for people. So anybody who's interested, please sign up down here. Wait, wait, what's the what's the um, YouTube button? Subscribe here. <laughs> no, no, just email me at louisdesouza at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, we will um, – we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And for people who have uh, spelling difficulties, spell out Louis D'Souza for them. L-O-U-I-S-D-E-S-O-U-Z-A at gmail. And there it is, folks. All right. Well, thank you for the preview, and uh, hopefully some listeners will take advantage of that. I'll, I'll be curious to know what results you're getting out of it. Uh, I, I kind of imagine there's like a, a, a test study aspect of this. So once yeah, you've yeah. completed your results, you'll have to tell us what you learned from it. Because I, I think that's what you're probably trying to do. You're trying to learn from it and figure out. Yeah, we, we're trying to figure out how, how, how to structure it um, the best, yeah. the, in the best way possible. I think one of the biggest challenges is really time zones, because I know we're opening mm-hmm. this to the world. So right. to find time zones that fit most people is going to be the challenge. So. I understand, because I used to start off a show on listing times, and I finally gave up realizing that there were over 24 time zones around the world, and it would take me half the show to list them all. So I said, no, to heck with that. So I get it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys very much for your insights, for your, for your sharing of uh, all that really good stuff. And love the uh, ideas you brought up, uh, particularly about uh, expansion and expansion endpoints, because, yeah, everybody wanted, every one of us needs to really be cognizant of that in order to be the best conscious creators we can be. So thank you guys very much. Thank you, live stream listeners. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners as well. We will see you all next time here on Television.